Greetings and welcome to Educationally Speaking. My name is Mark Edwards, communications specialist with Oakland Schools and host of this award-winning podcast. In each episode, we focus on important and engaging topics related to education here in Oakland County, Michigan. If this is your first time listening, I appreciate you tuning in. Please follow Oakland Schools on social media and engage with us. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Make sure to tell a friend and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. In this episode, we sit down and discuss the topic of career and technical education with Jared Grandy, Executive Director of Student Services for Oakland Schools. Jared, thanks for taking some time to be here with us today. I know you're normally moving and shaking, you're running around all over the place, but let's get right to it. Tell us about your background and your role with Oakland Schools. So, well, first, thanks. Thanks for having me today. Um, talk about my role uh, more with Oakland Schools. So, in student services, we have really three different components. One is our consulting arm that focuses on K-12 career readiness uh, with our local districts. So we have uh, staff that goes out and works with teams in our local districts um, to help really get all of their students career ready, which is a broader umbrella. Um, And CTE is a part of that. Um, Then we also have our four technical campuses, one in each quadrant of the county. They serve all of our local districts and PSAs. Um, And then we have also our student programs, which have our early college ACE program and VLAC, which is our online school. And that serves, again, the entire county and some multiple counties. Very good. Lots of different buckets there and Mm -hmm. lots of different energy going to each of those areas. For those listening who may not know, uh, you did mention career and technical education. Who is that tailored to nowadays? So in the past, a lot of people, when they think of you know, when they hear career and technical education, they say, oh, it's voc ed, right? I'm like, eh, not so much. Not no more. Eh, not so much. So so what, when we're really talking about um, CTE, career and technical education, it's really tailored for all kids who are interested in the career. Many times I, when I'm talking to people about the work, they'll say, oh, that's great. Um, kids that aren't going to college, right? Uh, I'm like, well, not necessarily. It, it's college is a means to an end, um, but it's more important that at that end um, there's a meaningful career. And it's not for us as adults to pick that for kids, but it is up to us to make sure that we prepare them and we and we give opportunities. And so that's what we do at our four campuses. Yeah, we want to give them uh, access to access. different pathways. Access to pathways. Absolutely. Access to pathways, industries, and industry professionals. So. What makes our 4OSTCs, our Oakland School Technical Campuses, so special? I've been to a few of them. I've been to all of them. And I think it's an amazing curriculum and design. How is the delivery of instruction different from high school, from your traditional K, your 9 through 12 high school? Yeah, so to, to just to clarify, it's it's 11th and 12th grade students, and um, they 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 choose to come there, right? So they leave their home district, they hop on a school bus, they come to uh, their chosen program, and then at the end of the um, that session, they hop back on a bus and they go back to their center school. So one thing, when you walk into an environment where everybody has chosen to be there, you can feel that energy, Definitely. right? You, you for for sure. And so that, that's one thing that's different. But the other thing is, is industry involvement. So in each one of our labs, we try to get as close to industry specifications as possible. And our each one of our teachers have industry background as well as uh, pedagogy. Uh, so we we do a lot of training and, and onboarding with our staff. But 
we get them from industry. Uh, so you have, so there's the people part, there's the facilities part um, as well to really make a difference. And then our partnership with employers, they drive really in everything we do. We're an employer-driven uh, system. So when we talk about that, that means they help us make decisions, um, curriculum decisions, capital outlay decisions, um, certification decisions. Uh, they help us with placing students because what better way to get a kid exposed than to get them out there in industry? And the only way we can do that is with really great, uh, strong partners, which uh, we have at OSTC. That's great. So a lot of relationship, a lot of team building, and a lot of mentorship through those industry partnerships for these students um, to really um, take them on their way into those careers and help mold and shape them to where they're successful. So um, great work there. Oakland Schools recognizes Career and Technical Education Month as it's celebrated nationally every February. Um, I know that we like to celebrate Career and Technical Education Month almost every month here at <laughs> Oakland Schools. But Absolutely. why is this Absolutely. an important initiative um, You know, every February? And what types of activities and events are taking place across our four campuses? So so I'm glad you asked that. So um, like you said, Oakland Schools, especially with support from our communications department, we this is a year-round thing for us, but it's great because it's recognized um, nationwide as CTE Month, uh, and and at the state level, from the governor to uh, Michigan Department of Ed, it's recognized our board all the way down. Um, so it, it's good to have a spotlight. We're all working in it every day, but it's good to have a spotlight and, and to let the public know about the opportunities that are um, available for kids. And so when we have this opportunity, um, we want to just get the word out that that um, CTE really has changed lives, continues to change lives, and it's really here for all kids. So during this month, and I'm sure this isn't any different, really, do they have speakers come in from industry and speak? And I'm sure it's different from campus to campus on what events they infuse into CTE month. Can mm -hmm. you speak to some of that, what we may see, or for those that don't know a little bit about this? So during the month, we during the month, I, Actually, it's it's very similar to how we actually operate. We industry is in and out of our building on a regular basis, so that's not really necessarily different. It's actually maybe more of the outward facing with our local districts and and education, and we use that 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 spotlight. But instructionally, each year that as as each year progresses, we get more and more intertwined with with our with our local partners and 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 also just educating them, um, industry professionals as well that that we exist definitely even though we've been running these programs for decades there's still plenty of companies that don't know that we exist companies and families too absolutely I'll, I'll be talking with somebody and they'll say i didn't really know these campuses existed and so it's always and how much does it cost to go there? Exactly, the cost is zero. Yeah. It's a great yeah, value. Let's be very clear: is zero, zero dollars for families and for our local districts as well. Um, it, it's it's a cost savings as well because for um, our districts are not charged uh, at all for uh, sending students. It's really a great thing, and uh, we hope that if you want to learn more, you can go to our website ostconline.com. Our guest today is Jared Grandy. He is the executive director of student services for Oakland Schools. After the break, Jared, I'd like to talk a little bit about how career and technical education is funded and how it can lead to various post-secondary opportunities. You're listening to Educationally Speaking. We'll be right back. 
Hello and thank you to everyone listening on 89.5 WAHS, 89.3 Lakes FM, Radio CMLF.org, and our new partner, WSHJ out of Southfield A&T High School. Remember, you can download the Educationally Speaking podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Calling all motivated high school students enrolled in an Oakland County School District, the Oakland Accelerated College Experience may be the right fit for you. Students accepted into the Oakland ACE program can earn as much as an associate's degree or up to 60 credits for transfer. There is no cost or fees to the student or family for tuition, books, or any other required materials. Visit oaklandace.org for more information. That's oaklandace.org. CTE Month, as mentioned, is celebrated annually in February. Our four Oakland Schools technical campuses are designed for students who want to graduate from high school with industry certifications, on-the-job experiences, business connections, and college credit. If you or someone you know is a high school student who desires cutting-edge, hands-on learning, visit ostconline.com forward slash explore. That's ostconline.com forward slash explore. We're back with Jared Grandy, Executive Director of Student Services for Oakland Schools. Some of the core messaging surrounded CTE states that students can gain real-world skills, explore careers that align with their passions, and that they'll have options for college and career success. Can you elaborate a little bit on those three areas? One thing I want to make sure everyone understands, too, with CTE, we have CTE at our local districts as well as Oakland schools. So, we really try to make sure that we take on the, the larger cost programs um, here at uh, Oakland Schools. But um, throughout our county, we have nearly 21,000, 22,000 kids in, um, in CTE programs. And across our four campuses, we have 2,700 approximately uh, students across those four campuses. So what real-world opportunities are they having? You did speak about careers and industry partnerships. Can you talk about what type of industry they're getting into and going and getting that work-based learning? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we can talk about it. So in in our county, well, let me back up to OSCC specifically. So at at OSCC, um, programs are two years, and many times our students are actually out of the building and, and with employers doing meaningful work. Three to, three to four days out of the school week. In those environments, like I said, they're, they're doing meaningful work, there's training plans, there's all these things. Um, and the only way you can actually be in those types of environments is because you're in a state-approved program. It's not something you can normally do just the way school law is and legislation, et cetera, et cetera. So you actually have to be in a state-approved CT program to do that. Now, to give you an idea of some of the industries we do, um, we have uh, students out in advanced manufacturing. We have them in auto. We have them in health sciences, uh, construction, IT. I mean, we can go around them. Uh, across those seventeen uh, across, programs. Yeah, yeah, across. Yeah, and and so so there's there's so many different opportunities for students. Um, sometimes they're large group op- opportunities. Sometimes they're very small and tailored. But um, we make it a priority and we continue to grow and get better and better um, each year with getting kids to cross that physical portal um, of an employer. 
I recently met a couple of our automotive students, and um, they did their apprenticeship and then got hired right on. And you know, they're they're out there buying homes and they're <laughs> providing for themselves. So it's mm-hmm. really a, a great thing for young people to just get out right away and start building their life. So let's shift a little bit to the college aspect of it all because we do. Um, open up doors for that as well. So can you talk about how our students are going down that pathway too? And it's not just right into the workforce? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And, and let's be clear. Like, um, we have a very high percentage of students who go on to post-secondary education. So, you know, our, our whole message to students is whether you're going into a six month program or, P, or you're going to get a PhD, careers are for everybody. Right. right. And, and in doing that, um, you know, we attract all types of kids on our campus in every way that you can imagine. And one of the things that we do, we have very strong partnerships with um, post-secondary partners, but we we bring in all, not only career planning, but there's other um, aspects for, for college planning and getting really kids to understand what they need to be prepared for that next step. OSTC is about getting kids prepared for that next step in a meaningful way. And what I love about CTE and especially what we're doing here at our four OSTC campuses is when you look at the numbers, the graduation rate for CTE students, and this is really across the whole state of Michigan, is upward toward 95% in comparison to those who are not in a CTE program. That is at about 80%. So you're seeing about a 15% rise in CTE students graduating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's why I always when they say, oh, well, you know, um, yeah, uh, CT is great for those kids not going to college. I'm like, eh, not so again, true. Then. Nah, yeah. not, not so true. It's not so true. It's, and again, it's about careers. And this, we want to give kids opportunities. There's really three questions that you, you know, for all of us should be asking as we're working with kids. It's <laughs> what do you like to do? What are you good at? And is someone willing to pay you to do it? That's right. Right. And somewhere in the middle there, in the middle of that is, if that was a Venn diagram, in the middle of that is is a meaningful career. Um, if you get two out of three, you might have either a job or a hobby. Like I, I tell you all the time, I um, I'm, I'm always fascinated by architecture, and it's um, it's just something I like. I just like. Yeah. All right. I, I love right? it. Passionate about it. Right. Uh, you don't want me to design there you go. <laughs> any building that you got to walk under because you probably won't survive. So, so you like it, you, you, but you had the one check mark. Yeah, yeah one check mark. But am I, am I good at it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, you know, and, and these things are, they're fluid and kids, those the answers to those questions will change over time. The, the, the intent is not that there's right answers to it is that we ask them often. And then as um, educators and, and as parents and as people in, uh, in the professional end, that we're providing meaningful opportunities for students to answer those questions over and over and over. And I think you hit it earlier when you said choice. And I'm a big glasser. I, I believe in choice theory. I think that if students have the opportunity to do things they like to do, they're gonna that buy-in will be there. And that's in any classroom setting. And so, um, again, these students are picking and choosing the areas that they want to explore. So um, some good stuff there. We know that we're dealing with a talent shortage across nearly every industry here in Michigan and really across the country. Where does CT come into play when it comes to filling these gaps? And, again, those business partnerships, right? Yeah, indeed. And the business partnerships and also how we align our programs. So, and, um, you know, we, we have – 
quite a few large industries. They're high skill, high wage, high volume, and high demand, right? Um, and and I say demand and volume are two different things because you can have a small number of employers that say we really have a need, but then for us, as we're looking at um, you know serving an entire county, and you know let's be there, be honest, we we're talking about a region, state, and even it, global, it, now. right, we're right, global economy. I mean, right? the, the the volume, the the wrong volume of, of opportunity has to be there. So when we um, when, when we're when we're um, looking at the broader spectrum of, of how can we serve um, the kids, how can we serve our districts, how can we serve employers, it's always thinking about how we align our instruction. It's always uh, about how do we um, how do we make sure that uh, the kids are well supported, but are, are we making sure we serve our local districts, making sure that employers are getting what they need? And part of what we do in that, we have advisory committees um, that have actual real work that we ask them to do and give us real feedback because we want to, to know how to adjust and, and fit and, the need and fit the need. So with the advisory committee system, you know, there's actually a few things that we ask them to do. Um, one is with our uh, certifications that students leave our programs with uh, that are no cost uh, to students or families um, or to the local districts. Um, for one is, is helping us figure out what are the most important certifications to industry, right? Because a lot of times we we step back and go, well, you know, this kid this kid likes to do this, right? Or or we think this is important, but that's all great. And at the end, the again going back to the is somebody willing to pay you to do it? That's for right. those that are willing to pay, do they the care? End of the road yeah, there, do, yeah. Do, do, do do they do they really care about that certification? So they, they help us rank certifications. They help us figure out from a capital outlay standpoint. So large equipment purchases. These are all things, obviously, they, they, um, we have internal processes and it goes to our board, et cetera. But we use our employers to help really guide us. We're an employer-driven system, right? And then from a curriculum standpoint, there's a couple of things we do. We have, um, I call it the three minutes or three weeks conversation. So in state of Michigan, each one of our programs has standards. As employer-driven as we are, we also have state standards. Yes, sir. Right? And in our state standards, um, while it might be the same here as it is in the UP, the focus may be very different. So on, you know, standard one here. We're very automotive based here. And I'm just using that as an example. We have the big three in our backyard. The Upper Peninsula doesn't necessarily have that. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, in some parts of the state, um, you know, agriculture might be a much bigger thing. But regardless of what of that piece, it's 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 not even it's not even so much about the um, the program itself. I'm I'm talking about the standard level. You can have an auto program here, and it still looks very different than an auto program in another part of the state. And what we do to make sure that we're meeting the needs of employers, we say, hey, standard one here. Is this something that we spend three minutes on or three weeks on? Right. We have to cover it. The state right, of Michigan right. says we have to cover it. MDE, Michigan Department of Ed says we have to cover it. But we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing by our employers and doing the right things for students. So as we go through and are and, and looking at what we have to do, that really helps adjust. Because if how we, much emphasis, how needs much to be emphasis spent is because 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 you know and we got so when, much when, time. You don't have so much time. You only have so much time. So we can and then by doing that, that three weeks versus three minutes conversation, that can really help us get to a point where. 
um, even in adding even more specific things from employers in the region. So you have those opportunities. And also, we bring them in. At the, at, at the beginning of the school year, we say, hey, at the end of uh, semester one, this is what we're looking at for our students. Um, this is how we're going to assess them hands-on in the lab. And then what we do, um, our advisory committee looks it over. Uh, let's say there's 10 stations, just making this up. Sure. But if there's 10 stations there, they'll say, well, you know, eight of these are good, but we don't do these other two anymore. How about doing these two things? Right. So and it's then we, fluid. So or... it's fluid. And then in the end, they come in. So we'll teach it throughout the semester. Sure. But then we circle back and our employers come in and help evaluate the students to make sure that, again, we're meeting the need. We'd rather know now and, and change on the fly and be fluid and meet the needs of our employers than find out well after a student leaves a program. So that's really how we directly align ourselves to employers, make sure we're doing the right thing by employers, which is by default the right thing for students, and doing it in a systematic and organized way. It makes a lot of sense. No, thanks for filling us in on that. Um, and I'm just going to throw this stat out there. You know, 97,000 Michigan high school students in 2021-22 participated in work-based learning. I mean, to me, that's fascinating that we have that many students out there in industries and they're working and they're learning, and that includes here in Oakland County. Good stuff. When it comes to educational initiatives, proper funding is essential. In 2018, the president signed the Strengthening Career and Technical Education for the 21st Century Act into law. Can you explain that legislation and break it down a little bit for our listeners so they can uh, understand it better? Yeah, I'll give the very, very short version. Um, so it's federal law. It's uh, federal dollars. Uh, in the field, we just we still call it Perkins because that's what has been around since, uh, I would say, at least the 1920s and 1930s. But um, the names have changed at times, depending on the administration. Uh, what that does uh, at the state level of funds, people that are uh, for the Michigan Department of Education in charge of compliance. And at local levels, it's the wraparound services that we can do for kids. So it's um, academic integration. It could be social emotional. Um, it could be um, making sure that uh, special population students are served, early college. It's all these things that people may not think of when they think about CTE. So there's federal dollars that fund CTE. But we also have uh, state dollars, which come from the state, and there's math behind it and calculations, and it's based on how well are you are students completing the program, and it's based on how in demand those jobs are, so they're aligned with that program. And when the math is all said and done, um, we get that funding from the state. It's called added cost, because to run a CTE program, there is an added cost. It's more expensive. Absolutely. Going back to my earlier comments, you know, we have industry level uh, labs and things like that, and and, and so that, that costs more money. And then specific to Oakland schools as an ISD, an educational service agency, we have what we call um, the millage. So in our millage, which comes from property taxes uh, from around the county, uh, that is the big driver of, of our funding, and, and it gives us that differentiation of being able to really support our local districts and our PSAs with high-quality programs that maybe due to resources they may not be able to provide. But it's it's really there, – there's three different levels of it. So you have federal, state, and local, and when you combine them together – um, and you're doing the right thing, 
you got OSTC. That's good stuff. And our kids are definitely benefiting from that millage locally and from the federal and state dollars as well. Jared, this has been a great conversation, truly insightful. Um, before we let you go today, are there any initiatives or resources that you'd like to share with the audience listening? Yeah, a- absolutely. So right now we're 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 open for enrollment uh, for the next school year. We're, we're just starting up enrollment season, so uh, this is a great time if you have a rising junior or a rising senior, and you're in Oakland County. Uh, you need to check out OSTC online. Uh, you'll be able to see videos. You'll be able to you know do some virtual experience uh, with our campuses. But you'll also be able to, to really get a better understanding of how we can help. Um, again, CTE is for all kids and OSTC is for all kids. Great. I'm glad you mentioned those virtual tours. Those are new and those are up on the website now. You can take a look and walk through any of our four campuses and see the programs and the tools. Um, as Jared mentioned earlier, our programs mock industry standards. So what you'll see in our campuses, on our campuses, is what you'll see in the industry. And one other thing, Mark, as well, we also, if in coordination with our local districts, um, we have also many face-to-face opportunities for students to come in and experience some of them during the school day, uh, which, you know, can be, will be excused, and some opportunities after school, um, and then a few opportunities at night uh, for parents. Yeah, again, so go there, to OSTC online. Absolutely. So we have, you know, we have all these opportunities, uh, face-to-face virtual Come check us out. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for that. Great conversation today. I do want to um, end on thinking about the MSU community. Our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to them. I'd like to thank Jared Grandy, Executive Director of Student Services for Oakland Schools, for joining us today. If you have a show idea, question, or comment, or want to get recognized as Listener of the Month, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at educationallyspeaking at oakland.k12.mi.us. That's educationallyspeaking at oakland.k12.mi.us. This podcast was brought to you by Oakland Schools Intermediate School District's Communication Services and is produced by media production specialist Brian Beck. You can find all episodes of Educationally Speaking on our Oakland Schools website at oakland.k12.mi.us and Anchor FM. We hope you will continue to tune in as we discuss topics that affect every student every day. Spartans will.